Hello and welcome. I'm Dr. Tom Cheney, and this is Living Health Live. My co-host for the show and in our practice is my wife, Dr. Stephanie Cheney. Thanks for joining us. This is your show, so take advantage of this time to begin your journey to good health. Dr. Steph and I, we're going to provide some information and instructions on how to live a healthier life, free of chronic diseases like diabetes, neuropathy, autoimmunity, pain, arthritis, and so much more. This is your place to get valuable information to help you with your health challenges. So feel free to check out our website at mylivinghealth.com, sign up for our newsletter, or you can call our office for an appointment at 410-216-9180. So let's get started with today's show. Today, we're gonna be talking all about probiotics and how important they are and essential to optimal health. So Dr. Steph, why don't we start out by talking about what are probiotics? Okay, so these are um, a group of bacteria um, or organisms um, that have been linked to optimal health, optimal function, um, somehow supporting our day-to-day functions in the body. Um, it's when you think about probiotics, when you think about the human body and, and how many how many cells that we have that make up our body that are that are quote unquote human cells, it's actually we have more bacteria in our body that are not human cells than we actually do human cells. So it really sort of wow. begs the question, what is it to be human, right? It's estimated that we have about a hundred trillion different organisms in this body of ours. And a lot of them are gonna be lining our intestinal tract. Um, and they do a lot of good things. And then in, in terms of probiotics, and then we've got some bacteria that, that don't do such good things. Basically, I'll just go through a history of probiotics and how we came to this term probiotics so people kind of understand it because it's a very trendy word. You know, everybody's probiotic water, probiotic drinks are sold on the market now. There's probiotic capsules and supplements everywhere. And people, probiotic yogurt. Probiotic yogurt, <laughs> uh, quote unquote probiotic yogurt. <laughs> um, so in the early, early 1900s, uh, the Nobel laureate uh, Eli Metchnikoff reported favorable health effects and improved longevity from consuming fermented milk products. And so he suggested that ingesting live lactic acid bacteria may provide the balance of the gastrointestinal microbiota. And And what year was that? This was in the early 1900s. Wow. Um, So over 100 years ago. And then in 1965, uh, Lillian Stilwell introduced the term probiotics. So we didn't even use that term until you know, 1965, and it wasn't even widely used yet. Um, And they were using that term for the growth-promoting factors produced by microorganisms. So these are are little bacteria that actually somehow um, produce health benefits uh, for our bodies. The the popularization of the word probiotic didn't really happen until about 1989, um, when we started describing probiotics as live microbial feed supplements. And so we started actually commercially producing these um, to take in supplement form, um, and they benefit the host, us, the human, by improving intestinal microbial balance. In 2001, an International Life Science Institute of Europe consensus document proposed a simple, widely accepted definition of probiotics, and this is the actual official definition now, what a probiotic is. It's a, quote, viable microbial food supplement which beneficially influences the health of humans. So that's that's what it is. Okay, great. So now there's different types of probiotics out there, and a couple of 
uh, main groups. Why don't we talk about the different groups of probiotics? Yeah, so now the overwhelm everybody has is there's so much stuff out there. And if you look at the ingredient label of some of these products, there's just all these complicated names, and I don't know which ones I should be taking, and different strains for this and different strains for that. Um, I'm going to go through some of the the basics. And so there's um, the two big names that I'm sure people have read or um, have heard about as far as probiotics are lactobacillus um, and bifidobacterium. And those are the two probably largest um, genus of bacteria that people are most familiar with. Um, there's others, including uh, a yeast called Saccharomyces uh, boulardii, and this is actually a yeast that is good for us. So, you know, we do a lot of work with our patients to get rid of candida, yeast, and fungus. Um, and believe it or not, there are some yeast organisms that are actually good and beneficial for our health. And so we just want to make sure we're promoting those. So um, the groups uh, of probiotics, there's lactic acid producing probiotics. Those are your lactobacillus and your bifidobacter um, and non-lactic acid producing probiotics. And that's uh, Bacillicus and the Saccharomyces. And then there's a few others as well. Um, and then of course, you've got your uh, yeast probiotics. And so those are basically the groups. They all have different benefits. Um, but the idea is we want those to be in really high amounts versus the quote unquote bad guys. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, so let's talk about how do they actually impact a person's health, the different probiotics. The different probiotics. Okay. Well, let's, um, you know, most people are familiar with uh, the gut health uh, effects, right? right. So uh, we are, we're born sort of as a blank slate. Um, as an infant, you don't really have much of a digestive system that's working yet. You don't have any real microflora. You don't have that biofilm and the bioflora going on. And you'll get most of that from your mom. Um, so one of the, um, the, the best ways to start that process of establishing good flora in the gut for the infant is through breastfeeding. Um, the actual act of breastfeeding, um, you're going to be pulling as an infant bacteria off the mom's breast and that literally will start to you know inoculate the gut and um, go from there and of course historically uh, humans weren't always the cleanest and you know you you're plucking stuff out of your own garden and you're getting micro microbials and organisms from the soil from the earth from the actual plants themselves you know you can do the best washing that you can you're still going to get bacteria from from your food so, um, so those are that's basically where we would we would be getting most of our probiotics. Over time, we would be re-inoculating throughout our lives with our food from eating fermented products, um, you know, sauerkrauts, things like that, um, would be inoculating us. Well, we also have um, a problem with de-inoculating ourselves, if you will, of the good bacteria and creating a situation where we have an imbalance. And so the gut balance of the bacteria is super important. Um, more and more, we've got situations where, you know, babies aren't necessarily able to breastfeed for whatever reason. So they're put on, um, um, you know, formula. Well, the mm -hmm. formula may not have good amounts of, of probiotics in, in the formula. You might have to supplement in addition to that. And so, um, so that can happen. The other thing is antibiotics. We are a society that takes antibiotics for pretty much everything from birth to death. Mm -hmm. And so 
once you've taken an antibiotic, you've had the potential now to wipe out not just the quote unquote bad that you're trying to kill, but also a lot of the good. And if you are not supplementing or re-inoculating with a probiotic to kind of re-establish um, uh, the good flora, then the bad guys can take over. And that gut imbalance is what can lead to disruption of health. And so, um, uh, you end up with people that have eczema and chronic allergies and constipation and diarrhea and leaky gut. And so there's a whole plethora of issues that can arise to the point where if you're disrupted with your microflora for long enough, what they're finding is bacterial counts of even people in the obese population are completely different than the bacterial balance in the population of the healthier weighted people. And so believe it or not, they're doing they're doing some studies where they they take the the fecal matter from the thinner, healthier population and literally supplant it into the obese patient. They just do a fecal transplant, they call it. This is in the research world, of course. And um, what they found is just changing that microbial balance and re-inoculating with a healthy balance of bacteria, all of a sudden now people were starting to lose weight without even really having to to do much else in the way of um, diet and supplements and exercise and whatnot. So um, they're looking at even doing fecal transplants now for medical reasons because the bacteria flora imbalance can lead to a lot of serious um, diseases, including autoimmune diseases, rheumatoid arthritis. They're linking imbalances with microflora now to schizophrenia, depression, autism, even things like that. So, you know, the state of your 100 trillion cells of little bac you know, bacteria and microorganisms in your gut is really, really important. So your intestinal health is very important to your overall health. And that's you know, where we look at probiotics, bringing them in to kind of establish a healthier gut environment. Exactly. So, um, so we look at uh, things like um, the benefits of taking probiotics. And there's again, there's different probiotics that can help with different things. I'm just gonna speak generally um, today, but um, you know, the, the health benefits of eliminating and preventing diarrhea, you know, traveler's diarrhea, you, you take trips, um, vacations to places, and you end up with, you know, picking up some kind of bug. If you are actually taking a probiotic, a high dose probiotic, that can crowd out the bad guys and keep, um, keep the good guys high. Um, obviously, anyone taking antibiotics should be taking a good high therapeutic dose of probiotics the whole time they're on an antibiotic and for quite some time after to, just to make sure that they're maintaining that gut flora. Um, vaginal dysbiosis, um, so most commonly um, people think of that, they think of yeast infections. Um, that can be improved with probiotics and there are actual vaginal suppository probiotics on the market. Um, that you can find that can help restore and normalize the vaginal bacterial cultures. And so um, the yeast will then, uh, you know, kind of go by the wayside as, as well. So you're, you're sort of trying to crowd out the bad guys with the good guys. Um, you almost think of it like weeding a garden or, you know, throwing down extra seed right. on your lawn to just make sure the grass stays growing and keeps the weeds crowded out kind of thing. Um, so you want to keep the pathogen, pathogens down from bad bacteria. Um, it can also, taking a probiotic can keep things balanced when toxins 
can throw them off. So it's not just antibiotics that can throw off your gut balance and kill um, the good bacteria and cause excess bad bacteria, but alcohol, excessive alcohol intake or drug intake, um, obviously antibiotic use, exposure to environmental toxins, chronic stress um, can change the pH of your gut to the point where the bacteria become imbalanced and the good guys kind of die off and the bad guys take over. And now you've got this chronic situation. So you might have had an acute stressful situation that threw things off. And then the next thing you know, now you've got these chronic situations that all started when you had this really severe stressful situation. Well, you go back to, um, you talked about environmental toxins. So just to kind of touch on that. So that would be like from the air we breathe, the, um, you know, the water we're drinking, also thinking about the food they're eating. So preservatives, making sure that mm-hmm. there's, um, you know, ideally no preservatives, no colors, no additives. Those things are very damaging. Yeah, all man-made things. You know, that prescription pill that you might be taking that's purple or that multivitamin from CVS that has three different food colorings in it. Check your labels, people, because we see it. These are not naturally occurring substances. And all of these things take a hit. Um, any of these the, chemicals. Any of those chemicals. And of course, just poor diet. So too high of sugar, too high in white flours, and not enough vegetable and fiber and the foods that feed the bacteria that you want to be um, in the gut. Um, so those are all things that can knock out um, the gut balance, but taking a probiotic and high doses can help overcome the damage from those things. All right, guys. So um, you've been listening to Living Health Live with me, Dr. Tom Cheney and Dr. Stephanie Cheney. Today, we're talking about all about probiotics and essential to optimal health. So far, we talked about some of the history of probiotics. We went through some of the main groups of probiotics. And now we're talking about, um, you know, just some of the various health impacts of probiotics. And of course, um, we're always limited for time. So I'm going to go through, and I'm going to I'm going to battery list off some of the documented in research um, as far as uh, the benefits of probiotics in terms of improving health and health status. And everything that I'm going through has actually been documented in the research. Um, so we talked about probiotics can help with rebalancing um, the, uh, for yeast infections. So, you know, this is a common situation for, for women, especially after antibiotics, because the antibiotics systemically wipe out um, the good bacteria. Um, can help just generally eliminate diarrhea, constipation. Um, and of course, if you are, you know, eating a not so great diet, you take, you know, lots of sugar, um, alcohol, things like that, environmental pollutants, food dyes, there's so much stuff going into our food, um, that taking a good probiotic, it's not going to necessarily wipe out all the bad from that, but it'll keep things more balanced. Um, probiotics have been found to, um, dramatically enhance immune function. You know, your intestines are the primary immune organ of the entire body. And you have the highest number of immune cells and tissues that are contained within that intestinal intestinal tract, intestinal lining. And evidence shows that gut probiotics actually modulate immune responses. They boost both the innate and acquired immune responses. So they actually enhance. So if you feel like you're coming down with something, you better be dumping probiotics into you. And we tell our patients, you want to be taking lots of probiotics, not necessarily antibiotics. Right. And it's that time of year where you want to boost your health because we're going into that. High stress holiday season. Coming Blue season, up, you know, um, and so and probiotics have been shown to increase circulating white blood cell count, natural killer cell 
activity. So we're talking about a you know huge strategy for immune boosting is taking probiotics. Um, we also find with our autoimmune population that the probiotics actually help to balance dysregulated immune cells better. Um, they bring the immune cell activity into better balance, so you're not really in a full attack mode. So for autoimmune patients, it's a really big deal. Obviously, just general digestive support. Probiotics break down food um, uh products that we can't, like our gut just doesn't break down. So we actually depend on certain bacteria to help break down, chew up, and digest certain things for us. So we can get those nutrients so we can out actually of the food. Get, mm-hmm. um, and then they can break down carbs, fats, and proteins. So imagine what impact that has on metabolism. They make certain nutrients for us, um, like short-chain fatty acids, which then actually make the gut, the gut completely inhospitable to the bad guys. So they produce things and chemicals and different fatty acids that create an environment that isn't conducive to having bad bacteria in there. Um, that includes, by the way, keeping E. coli and salmonella down. So if you had really good, healthy gut bacteria making all these uh, different chemicals, if you had something that was a little bad, you know, you went out to eat and got a little, could have had a little bit of food poisoning, you would have been much better able to handle that um, and get that stuff out of you if um, you had a good a gut balance. Um, it enhances mineral bioavailability. It actually, certain bacteria, microorganisms in our gut, actually produce vitamins for us. B9, B12, which are important for energy and metabolism, are produced by certain bacteria in our gut, as well as vitamin K. And vitamin K is very important for bone density um, Mm. and healthy blood vessel clotting and health. So a person that's been um, diagnosed with osteoporosis or osteopenia, so that would be essential for them to have. Yeah, don't just supplement with calcium. We've already talked about things like that before, but probiotics are a big factor as well. Helps. Actually, some studies have shown that probiotics can help reduce cholesterol, and I'm talking about circulating blood levels of cholesterol. So I'm going to say it again. Research suggests some probiotics have the ability to lower serum cholesterol levels. That's huge. Um, that can help with IBD and IBS, um, you know, the colitis, all of those Crohn's disease, those gut type diseases, they can be uh, definitely improved with probiotics. Um, It can also, probiotics help reduce and eliminate certain food allergies, um, especially those food allergies that show up as eczema. So if someone out there is dealing with eczema, you've got to get your gut flora balanced. That means taking therapeutic doses of good probiotics to help handle and eliminate the allergies and the food reactions. So, um, you know, when we do food allergy testing in our office, when we're giving things to repair the gut, it's not just nutrients to repair the gut, it's also high dose probiotics to help balance things out. Um, There are anti-carcinogenic activity in the colon, basically of bacteria inhibit precancerous lesions and tumor growth through various mechanisms as shown in the research. So again, for cancer prevention, we got to have a good, healthy um, probiotic uh, balance. Helps with detoxification, so helps support our, our body's ability to get rid of toxins and eliminate. Um, it can also, probiotics have been shown, supplementation with probiotics have been shown to lessen the intensity of autism and autism spectrum disorders. Um, also, speaking of you know neuro brain type issues, has been shown in the research to lessen the severity and intensity of other psychiatric disorders like depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, and schizophrenia. Mm. 
Um, mm -hmm. And so uh, there's like some amazing studies that show that um, schizophrenics have, in general, higher amounts of candida and bad bacteria in their gut versus the good. So when work is done to restore the balance of that bacteria, so maybe medications are taken or herbs are taken to kill off the yeast and the candida, and then supplementation with probiotics to balance it out, that actually can help eliminate the schizophrenic symptoms. So gut-brain connection right. is pretty powerful stuff. Healthy gut, healthy brain. Healthy gut, healthy brain. Turns out healthy gut, healthy everything. But <laughs> um, And so, and now we've seen studies coming out that show that probiotics can even help with our oral health because we have a lot of bacteria in our mouth and we do lots of things that can, um, you know, turn the bacteria uh, against us, if you will. Our mouths are full of bacteria and if the balance is wrong, we have overgrowth of the bad guys and then we're more prone to infections and gum disease and cavities and ultimately systemic inflammation and heart disease because we've linked now all of this stuff going on in the mouth to diabetes and systemic inflammation and heart disease. So um, studies show that supplementing with um, uh, probiotics specific to the mouth. So there's some different bacteria that will be in the mouth versus small intestines versus large intestines. Um, can actually help, you know, you can get probiotics for the mouth, oral probiotics that dissolve in the mouth so that you're you're forcing those bacteria to kind of hang out in that area. Mm -hmm. And it helps lower halitosis, which is bad breath, as well as reducing gum bleeding and gum disease. And this has been proven in a documented research. Uh, another study, study showed that kids that consumed milk that was fermented with probiotics, so not just regular milk, they had dramatically less cavities in their teeth than those who drank regular milk. So, you know, we, we've always been kind of indoctrinated to be drinking fluoride and using fluoridated products and whatnot um, to help prevent cavities in kids. But, you know, there's lots of people that live well, there's well water and they don't have fluoride. And we're not big proponents for fluoride for a lot of different reasons. We'll probably do a show on that if we haven't already. Um, but, you know, what using fermented products and supplementing with probiotics, that's the way to help kids prevent overgrowth of bad bacteria and prevent cavities. And now we're also seeing, like I talked about before, um, the probiotic balance or the bacteria balance in your gut is um, um, can impact weight management. And so probiotics, supplementing with probiotics can help with management of weight and metabolism um, and overall health that way. So, you know, the people that come to see us for weight loss and diabetes reversal, metabolic issues, we're, we're throwing probiotics at almost everybody. Um, the dosing and everything will be dependent on what we're trying to accomplish, of course. And the other thing I'll mention is something that we do in the office is we test to see how healthy a person's gut is, and that really helps us decide how to um, how to prescribe a certain probiotic. Right. So we do some testing um, in the office, either stool testing or urine testing that helps us determine if someone's got an overgrowth of yeast or candida or clostridia or other bacteria that are not ideal. And so that will help us focus on whether or not do we need to give this person some herbs or medications to wipe those guys out? Are they in high enough amounts that we actually need to kill off some of those guys and then also do probiotics? Or is it enough to just give good therapeutic amounts of probiotics? All right, so we've talked about how important it is to have a probiotics, and now let's go through and just discuss, um, since we see that we should all be taking a probiotic, what kind of probiotic should we be taking? 
you want one that's going to have a good mix of a lot of different organisms. So you just don't want to take something like yogurt that has one or two different strains of a bacteria. The other problem with yogurt is it's in pasteurized dairy, usually on the grocery store sh shelf, and we don't know the viability of that by the time you get it home and eat it, how much is actually still in there and live. Um, there are probiotic drinks and whatnot, but if you're taking a good daily probiotic supplement, you want one that has lots of different forms of lactobacillus and lots of different forms of bifidobacter. Those are the good guys that we want to see a lot of. I We recommend um, a good daily probiotic should be about 30 to 50 billion. That's how many bacteria should be in a serving. Um, and then, of course, we always get asked, should these things be refrigerated because they're perishable? Here's the, here's the, the deal, though. It's, these are bacteria that are supposed to live within a body of body temperature, right? So they shouldn't necessarily need to be refrigerated. But the packaging is very important. So the, the probiotics that we sell in our office, if they're capsule form, most of them are in blister packs. So they're very, very well protected and sealed, and they do not need to be refrigerated as such. We also sell very high dose therapeutic doses, 350 billion for those on antibiotics or taking anti-candida um, medications so that we're really, really sending in lots of good guys to crowd out the bad guys. Those are in single-serve packets, the pouches. So they're not exposed to oxygen because these bacteria live in an oxygen-free environment. Um, and if they're in single-serve packets um, or blister packs, they do not necessarily need to be um, refrigerated. Most of them commercially sold, if they're just in a jar and a regular gel cap, they ideally should be refrigerated to just maintain potency and almost just kind of freeze frame them. Um, then I also get asked, well, when's the best time to take them? You know, should I take them on an empty stomach? Should I take them with food? Historically, we would have gotten all of our good bacteria while we're eating. And I think when you have your bac bacteria, your probiotics with your food, you're protecting it from too high amounts of the stomach acid. If you take a probiotic right on an empty stomach with very little water, you're, you may end up destroying some of them just from the hydrochloric acid in the stomach. So have them with your food because that's naturally how we would have had it. Then they're also being nourished because they're going to help you digest your food. So they're, you're taking the probiotics with the food that they're going to eat also. If you do have to take it away from food, usually it's because you're having antibiotics. And you just don't want to have your probiotics at the exact same time that you're taking the antibiotic, which is basically the chemicals, the pesticides that are going to kill the bacteria. So if you have to take an antibiotic with a meal, then take your probiotic later with a snack or something like that. So um, it doesn't really matter what time of day. Generally speaking, food is better. Um, if you have to have it on an empty stomach, drink a ton of water so that you're sort of diluting the stomach acid a little bit, and hopefully they'll pass through that way. Um, and of course, if you are doing an antibiotic, or if you've got a severe chronic illness and you're trying to use probiotics as a way to ameliorate the situation, I would do very high dosing. We have 350 billion um, in our office in those blister packs, and sometimes we're doubling up to get almost a trillion. And it's very safe to do that. I will warn people, if you start doing that initially, you may have some funky bowels diarrhea, constipation in the beginning, because when you send in massive amounts of good bacteria and you get die off of the bad guys. Well, unfortunately, we got to wrap it up. We, we uh, could go on for a little bit longer, but um, if you want to see our whole line of probiotics, go to livinghealthmarket.com. You can find those probiotics that Dr. Steph just mentioned. You've been listening to Living Health Live with me, Dr. Tom Cheney, and Dr. Stephanie Cheney of Living Health Integrative Medicine. Information on this show is intended as educational information only. 
The information given here is designed to help you make informed decisions about your health and is not intended as a substitute for any medical treatment.